0: Two Geeks, Two Beers, Episode forty six Mission Impossible.
1: Should you decide to accept it is to make stefan believe townsend's information as always should you or any of your i force be caught or killed the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions this tape will self-destruct in five seconds good luck jim
2: good evening mr eames Ooh. and good evening listeners <laughs> this is the two geeks two beers podcast with me morgan and tom hello uh, your mission tom should you choose to accept it oh, shit. is to listen to me uh, whittle on about the Mission Impossible franchise <laughs> for an hour two hours max yeah, yeah. or until we run out of beer yeah. uh, finger on the poles again well again so the fuse of inspiration if you like uh, was lit for this episode by the July release of the latest Mission Impossible movie uh, Fallout
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's down mid-August Bit late, uh, it? it might even be September by the yeah. time you're listening to this yeah. uh, that fuse is well and truly burnt out and we've both been blown to smithereens. Yeah. Uh, apologies for our tardiness, uh, but spanning more than fifty years and continuing to this day, the MI franchise is timeless, as we shall discover. Now, uh, the beers. Yeah. You're uh, you probably the, was
0: thinking, where's the like the the opening of, of the beverage? That's, yeah. We're, we're waiting. Yeah.
2: Um, so we we thought it's definitely not that we forgot to buy beers <laughs> or anything. We thought what we would do is set each other a mission yeah uh, we both went to our local supermarket slash off license yeah. and Tom had to find the best beer he could
0: but it had to be in that place I couldn't go anywhere else couldn't I mean, go anywhere once i have gone in there i have to just find something
2: yeah you had to go to uh, the local supermarket yeah. I had to go to the local off license yeah. and we each had to find the beer yeah. best fit the theme Mission Impossible I mean, it
0: wasn't quite an impossible mission <laughs> It was pretty bad <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest I've not done yeah. great no, I've not um, done great no, um, Do you want to Yeah s- right Okay
2: So so whichever we decide Whichever we
0: deem to be best We will drink Okay So first. mine is mm, What have you got? Hide and wild Because okay. a lot of the time Okay Ethan Hunt and his crew mm. They have to hide They do have to hide And when that happens He is very wild it, go- it goes wild Yeah and, and it's a great little beer Because it's mm. got a massive lion on the front And he's mm. roaring and Yeah yeah, I mean, it's the best I could possibly do. It was that old ghost <laughs> ship, because he turns into a ghost. Also, a Ghost Protocol. Fuck's sake. What were you
2: thinking? Fuck's sake. What were you thinking? Right, I... Oh, you would me. You
0: would have won I this. I would have won. You would have won no question. Well, do you know what? Now I, I'm back in the game. In my defence, mm. I'm pretty sure we've had ghost ship before. And I, I think in the back of my mind, my brain was going, nah, you can't have a beard sure. already had. sure. All right, maybe maybe yeah. maybe I can still come out on top okay. with this one. All right. So
2: I've got—it's not strictly a beer; it's a cider. Oh, I have uh, Aspal Suffolk Premier Crew because <laughs> it's almost because, yeah. because of the IMF. Yeah. they're a Premier Crew, yeah. and, and he's Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's it's uh, almost uh, Cruise, and, it, and it's literally starts C R U. That's obviously what I was thinking. Yeah. Premier yeah. Cruise. Yeah. I obviously thought of that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where my well, brain went. Well, well, on a wavelength, of course. I obviously thought that. So. <laughs> What do you
0: reckon? I think I think, uh, I think I think you've won by accident. Also,
2: I also I think you want to drink the cider, and not
0: the yeah. stouty beer. Yeah. Well, this, right. this is a pale ale. Oh, it's not that So, Yeah. Let's go for the cider and then drink the pale ale. Okay. It's gonna I'll be. It's sense. gonna be. Let's be honest.
2: We, yeah. We've got to make our way through t- two TV shows yeah. and six movies. This is gonna be a long one. All
0: right. Uh, let's we'll bust start open with the ciders. We need the, the noise of the of the opening anyway. Oh, satisfying. Thank you very, very much. Man. I like the bottle. Can't see it obviously, but it's it's a very long yeah, very long neck. <laughs> don't want really to get that anymore. You know. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh.
2: So let's uh get underway. Uh we start with, of course, the original
0: Mission Impossible yeah. T V series. Which is easy to forget it existed because the movie franchise is so big. Like mm. if, if you were a noob, you might not have known. Such as yourself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the series was created by Bruce Geller. Uh, it was while working as co-executive producer on the cowboy series Rawhide. Yeah. Rawhide. But Geller developed the idea for rolling, a new.
0: Rolling, rolling.
2: Rawhide, but Geller developed the idea for a new cloak and dagger series, which became a Mission Impossible. He was inspired by the stylish 1964 heist movie Top Copy, which i would never seen. And maybe he no. Uh, and it's minimal dialogue and clockwork precision plots, executed by a team of diverse specialists. Melina! Hello.
1: Melina McCurry! What are you doing here? I have an appointment. Here, on these rooftops? Yes. Oh, may I ask? With Peter Ustinov, Maximilian Schell, and Robert Morley. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> There's a world of meaning in that, ha-ha. <laughs> At least tell me, why Istanbul? Because in Istanbul, there is the Topkapi. Topkapi? Topkapi? Where the Sultan's harems were? Better. Topkapi, where the treasure room is. And in the treasure room, there is a glass case. And in the glass case, there is a Sultan. And on the Sultan, there is a dagger. And on the dagger, the are... Oh. There are the four most beautiful emeralds on Earth. The top
2: happy Emeralds. So the original series chronicled the exploits of a team of secret government agents known as the Impossible Mission Force, or IMF. It ran for 171 episodes yes, yes, it was. on CBS, wow. across seven seasons, wow. from 1966 to 1973. Uh, at 171 episodes, Mission Impossible held the record for having the most episodes of any, this is very specific, <laughs> any English language espionage television series <laughs> for over 35 years. Wow. With about 10, it's about 10 more episodes, it's got to be one way or
0: another. Is 24 it? the next one? Well, well. Uh, it's think of one. Mission
2: Impossible had about 10 more episodes than its nearest contemporary rival, which yeah. was The Avengers, as right. in Stephen yeah. Peel. Uh, its record was broken during the 8th season of 24 uh, in 2010. Go listen to our 24 episode, which is, it's easy to find, it's episode 24, uh, 2geekstudios.com. Uh, so each episode Of Mission Impossible Opens with a fuse Being lit The hands striking the match Were apparently The creator Bruce yeah. Uh Followed by a fast paced montage Featuring clips from the episode That unfolds as the series Classic theme music Composed by Lalo Schifrin Plays <laughs>
0: Theme tunes go. Mm. That is up there, isn't it? Schifrin's a bit of a genius.
2: So Schifrin was a five-time Grammy winner and six-time Oscar nominee. People always complain about like Ridley Scott. Why didn't Schifrin get an Oscar? Yeah. Justice
0: was he nominated for? Uh, um, I don't know.
2: <laughs> 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 Hashtag Justice doesn't matter. For he didn't win, doesn't, so. matter. doesn't matter. does Didn't win. It's, 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 it's forgotten. No, it's in the. Analysis. He's the Jimmy White
0: of movies uh, of movie,
2: of movie scores. Well, he also—I do know—he also wrote uh, the music for *Bullet* with Stephen oh, Queen. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the *Dirty Harry* movies, nice, and *Enter the Dragon*. So we've actually played his music before yeah, on the yeah. show. Wow, wow, wow. Could listen to our *Enter the Dragon*. No, Bruce Lee <laughs> episodes. Bruce, Bruce Lee episodes. Episode. Bruce
0: Lee Still <laughs> didn't win Oscar for it. No, Uh
2: His other best-known piece of music, composed for *Mission Impossible*, aside from the theme, uh, which continues to be featured in the latest movies. Mm, so when you hear it, you go, like, oh yeah. yeah. Um, it's called *The Plot*.
0: I do like that, it's like in the was it. Was it Hulk in oh, the movie, but it sort of still had the movie, the TV series. Boom, 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 boom. Still played the lonely Didn't man to, theme. But no. no I did. Nice oh. little
2: touch. Yeah. So after the opening titles of each episode, uh, each episode would see the IMF's leader, there were two, we'll get onto that, uh, receive his instructions from a voice delivered on a recording, which then, of course, self-destructs. Now, already a couple of questions. Mm. First of all, how did the voice on the recording always know what time of day it was? Yeah. Because it would always say, uh, good morning Mr. Brooks or good evening Mr. Phelps just like, a guess long guess or, or that is some express delivery from recording yeah. to delivery like that shits on Amazon Prime it's like straight it gets that it like within like a matter of minutes second I understand that the tape self-destructs for the purposes of secrecy and yeah. security what have you missed a bit
0: He's like, wait, 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 no, no, I can't go. No, I go, go, go. Ah, oh, gosh, shit! I can't go. Then no, I, I, can't can't, go I, can't I can't go. Think, I didn't hear what it was. I can't go. That's not my oh, fault. You mumbled. That's that's that's, oh, that's um, destroy now.
2: Yeah. Destroy. Oh, well, the nation. The so nation. The nation is just going to crumble yeah. now. That's,
0: I I'm, I'm not taking any sort of money for that. I'm backing away. Yeah. I'm backing away. <laughs> do a Teletubbies and just do it twice, and then <laughs> I'm <having> fine. <laughs> again, again.
2: Yeah. So the IMF is employed by forces unknown to thwart criminal activity of all kinds uh, in the third season it's stated that their instructions come from Division 7 while the 1980s Mission Impossible Revival which we'll get onto uh, introduces the phrase which is still used in the, in the new movies as always should you or any of your IM force be caught or killed the secretary will disavow any knowledge of your actions uh, that suggests that the IMF operates independently of the US government mm. as a kind of black ops team like the men in black <laughs> much like much like the men in black what you thought you saw, you did not see. Uh, Starting out as a small clandestine operation, by the 80s revival, the IMF was made larger in scale, with references made to IMF divisions and additional teams operating off screen. Now, in the first season, the IMF team is led by Dan Briggs, played by Stephen Hill.
1: Now we'll exchange Gorman for the girl my way. You'll wait to hear from me. And one more little thing, Egan. If anything happens to that girl, anything, I'll finish you. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I'll find you and I'll kill you.
2: And you know I can do it. Uh, He's better known for playing ADA Adam Schiff for 10 seasons on the original Law and Order. Any relation to Richard? Uh, Richard Hill? Schiff. (laughs) The character is Adam Schiff. This is, this is Jurassic Park all over again. so there are there were several reasons that have been given for uh, Stephen Hill's departure from Mission Impossible after the first season. As an Orthodox Jew, uh, he had to leave the set on Fridays at four p.m. to be home before sundown, and then was not and then was not available until after dark the next day, which caused production issues. Uh, also, apparently, uh, there was some sort of uh, unrest on set mm. uh, after cooperatively crawling through dirt tunnels and repeatedly climbing a rope ladder in the episode "Snowball in Hell." In the following episode Action He balked at climbing A stairway with railings And locked himself In his dressing room He's like Dirt tunnels Fine Rope ladder No sweat Some stairs Get out I'm not climbing up Those stairs The stairs were the final The final straw Uh, The episode was reshot Without him And future episodes Featured less and less Of the Briggs character Until he vanished From the show entirely Without explanation After the first season It's like Lethal Weapon
0: In the TV series
2: They're going to have To deal with that Because Clayne Crawford Is a Massive bell end, it turns out. I like that show as well. Oh, Little segue. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it? No. It's like, it's not. I like the idea It's not Lethal Weapon, yeah. but it's really good fun. Yeah. It's a classic post pub sit down <laughs> with a McDonald's and watch but Lethal Weapon. It's I love Sean Williams
0: Scott, so I'm happy. <sighs> Stifler, yeah, Stiffler. I don't
2: want Stiffler. Nah, I'm not down. I'm not down. Jim Phelps, played by Peter Graves, he takes charge of the IMF from season two onwards.
1: Good, very good, Ronald. Just a small sample, Jim. Well, I think that'll appeal greatly to Mr. Gordon's nature. How about the effects at the house, Barney? They're in the works. I also have the man. Jim, how does Gordon handle these so-called contracts for murder? Picks up the phone and the job gets done. But he never does it himself. Even if the job's here in town? No, he has an assistant. A man named Connie. Always uses one of these delightful things. The bodies are disposed of in the incinerator at Gordon's lumberyard. Why don't we just keep an eye on Connie until he tries it again?
2: All we get is Connie. We want Gordon. Now, in theory, Briggs and then Phelps were the only full time members of the IMF. Uh, as the series was originally conceived, they would form teams made up of part time agents, uh, choosing their operatives based on their particular set of skills uh, required for the mission. Many episodes do feature guest stars who play one off agents, but there was also a regular cast of characters. Uh, so originally this was uh, the top fashion model and actress Cinnamon Carter played by Barbara Beng Uh, mechanical and electronics genius Barney Collier played by Greg Morris Uh, the weightlifter Willie Armitage played by Peter Lupus and the actor escape artist and magician Roland Hand played by Martin Landau that explains the jobs we're being trained for see each one of these jobs has one thing in common wide human contact dancer in a discotheque fry cook handling food all day librarian vendor in a ballpark each of these jobs involves hundreds if not thousands of contacts a day i think that each of these trainees is going to be infected with a plague without knowing it he'll be sent to the united states thinking he's on some kind of espionage mission or something but before he dies he'll infect thousands
0: uh
2: hand was also a master of disguise known as uh, the man of a million faces he used realistic latex face masks and makeup. Oh,
0: do you know what? I didn't know. That's where the whole oh. mask thing comes from, which is obviously a big part of the.
2: banging on about it in the new films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Uh, and in season two, Han would successfully impersonate Adolf Hitler in a mission to stop the revival of the Nazi Party in Germany. Oh, there you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was a risk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interestingly, Landau and Barbara Bain, who played Cinnamon Carter, uh, were actually married in real life at the time. Oh. And they went on to appear together in. Do you know? No. Space 1999! Oh, the Jerry Anderson series. Go and listen to our Jerry Anderson yes. special. Previous episode, episode 44. To geeks 2 Also, I don't know if this will mean anything to you. Probably uh, not. Uh, probably not, let's taste it. Let's be honest. Uh, Bane and Landau had two daughters. Their youngest, Juliet Landau, went on to play the vampire Drusilla oh, in Buffy oh. Vampire Slayer and its spin off Angel. Nice. Didn't nice. know that for years. I was like, Juliet Landau, sure. Martin Landau. Oh my
0: god! I couldn't believe it. Always had a crush on her. Drusilla? Yeah. Weird a weird one He says something about me, doesn't he? I think it says a lot about you mate Ha! <laughs> I mean, we just wanted to be Spike we all want to be, be Spike
2: <laughs> He's so cool And British And even though we were British yeah. We
0: weren't quite as British no. as him
2: Even though he wasn't British yeah.
1: Killer the princess?
2: I'll chop her into messes
0: Future episode of Buffy the Vampire Oh, it's, 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 it is it's coming. coming It's its been is. promised,
2: it is coming Anyway, back to Mission Impossible <laughs> right? mm.
0: Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer
2: Previously on <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> <laughs> So the team lineup on Mission Impossible yeah. continued to shift in later seasons later notable characters included The Great Paris Roland Hans hand's replacement in the 4th and 5th seasons conveniently he was also an actor makeup artist magician and master of disguise but then I guess you, you are recruiting someone with the same skills so yeah. it makes sense he was played by yeah? no. Leonard Nimoy um, who had literally just come off a 3 season run wow. playing Mr Spock on Star Trek it was literally the, the, next next, the next thing he did
1: The priest here is a young man named Sebastian <laughs> I know I know I saw a dossier on him before I left the capital. He has the people of Keferro in the palm of his hands. Ah, Mr. Yorenji. If uh, the government wants the support of the people of Keferro, I would suggest uh, to eliminate Father Sebastian. No, Colonel. No. The answer is
2: not to get rid of him. But to get around him. Series creator Geller insisted that the caper of the week should be the focus on Mission Possible, with minimal character development. The IMF team's life outside of their missions was rarely explored, and cast changes, and this will probably annoy you, uh, were never addressed on screen. Ugh. With any character who left the series just disappearing between episodes without mention or no. acknowledgement. <laughs> no! Why? Well, it's it, it, it's that thing. Of, it, You've got no passion. But it's, but it's plot driven, not character driven. It's that it's idea you can just sort of swap out characters, and it's always basically the same yeah. show, like *Lethal Weapon*. No, not like *Lethal Weapon*. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna like, say *Justice for Crawford*. I was like, no, not that. No, Keep a massive tool. I just don't want Stifler. I'm not defending what playing Crawford did. It's always a bad man. I just don't want Stifler. I think it'd be good. Stifler. Yeah. Ugh. It's, that's like the nightmare scenario for, for a Lethal Weapon TV show. they got the, the casting really good they didn't go for like an obvious yeah. like oh he's crazy they went for a really good actor in Clay Crawford mm-hmm. quite a bad man but a great actor and then they go who should we get to replace him Stifler yeah. really Stifler no,
0: this could be the this, the Sean William Scott non, non, naissance <laughs> the Scott, the Scott, the Scott Scott
2: Scott the, the Stifler's naissance yeah, yeah. it could be mm, it yeah we'll see Anyway. <laughs> hey, back to this. We're going to leave the Weapon episode Future episode We'll actually Hatch this up properly uh, So originally A, a globe-trotting affair mm-hmm. By the fifth season New producer Bruce Lansbury No relation to Angela Well, maybe As far as I'm aware Didn't check well, That <laughs> he, Lansbury's. he began to phase out uh, The international missions As they were more expensive to film uh, So later episodes Saw the IMF Instead Mostly battling Organised crime gangland bosses usually associated with a criminal organisation called The Syndicate uh, there we go there we go why is that important Tom
0: well it comes up doesn't it in the, in the films it does come up in the films yeah
2: well done <laughs> Mission, Mission Impossible was a huge hit in its day but like like, like ratings hit? but also it won Emmys and Golden mm-hmm. Globes it was like properly acclaimed um, so of course it wasn't long before a revival was being considered which in those days not so commonplace no Which takes us on to part two, the TV revival. So 80s, so 80s. And there's something about TV shows from the 60s that even though they obviously look vintage, Mm. they look... Like old shows, there's something like like kind of timeless about them. Yeah. They look, they look cool. Yeah, that that just looks very eighties. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't hold up as well, weirdly, really, like, as something twenty years older.
0: I do like though if you close your eyes or mm. listen to it on a podcast, mm. it sounds exactly the same. It's it's a little it's a little, little more eighties. It's, 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 yeah. it it's a little bit more synthey. But generally speaking, they didn't then change it too much. A little bit more sort but of Casio Doctor keyboard. Who you keep mucking about with it. Where's mm. that? It's
2: pretty. Doctor, uh, Doctor Who, the theme tune, it went like proper 80s. It, <laughs> it went from like the classic to suddenly being like... <laughs> it went proper, proper Casio keyboards. So from 1980 onwards, just seven years after the original concluded, uh, plans were afoot for a possible TV or film revival of Mission Impossible. Uh, while previous attempts were sunk by script or budgetary issues, uh, in 1988, a writer's strike saw Hollywood producers desperately raid the archives. For new slash old ideas, uh, with CBS's rival network ABC deciding to launch a new Mission Impossible. Uh, but oddly, they decided because obviously they couldn't like pay writers or hire writers to right. write anything new. So they're like, right, we'll just get the original scripts, what? but update them for nineteen eighty eight. So the original plan. We well, should have required some writing. should Well. It? well Mm, mm, minimal. Did so they just get Jimmy, the bin man, to do it? <laughs> just, Jimmy. Just, just 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 change the old word. You're here not in the writers' union, so you can do it. Yeah. So the original plan was to do a straight remake using the original scripts, but updated. Uh, but this was changed apparently just before filming began. So instead, uh, Peter Graves he reprised his role of Jim Phelps from the '60s series. Uh, Phelps was joined by an all new team, but the new characters were all basically mm. thinly veiled. Uh, recreations of the old.
0: And he looks like peak Leslie Nielsen at this point.
2: He does. Almost think Leslie Nielsen may modelled himself yeah. on, on, uh, yeah. on, on on Jim Phelps, on Peter Graves. Yeah. The Same sort of uh, helmet yeah. of silver hair. Yeah,
0: just perfectly quaffed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Almost needs a chin strap. Yeah. So this meant that the new Mission Impossible, this eight year series, was sort of part continuation mm. because it picked up with the older uh, Jim Phelps. But it was a remake as but well. But also kind of a remake. So weird. However... The writers' strike was resolved quickly enough that only four episodes were actual remakes from the '60s series, uh, which, along with the decision to change the character names and their backgrounds, uh, means that most fans do consider this a continuation yeah. rather than a remake. They consider it canon.
0: So were they just sort of sort of hoping that no one would notice that hang on this episode exactly the same, almost word for word. We talked about this before, but it is that thing you know we have talked about it
2: when we say why do they junk old episodes yeah. of, of of classic TV shows?
0: Is that, I probably
2: just assumed that it's 20 years later and no one no, remembers really that. Not. and yeah. like, no one they didn't know the internet. I know, I know, I know the, the internet didn't exist, yeah. I know it's, it was the 80s and think VHS was starting to come in, but people probably didn't have Mission Impossible box sets and then go, wait, this is the same. Yeah. They probably could recycle stuff and it wouldn't make much of a difference. No. Having said that, the series was not a hit! <laughs> one season wonder? Uh, two. Wow. Because it was produced cheaply enough, because they recycled scripts and, yeah. and such, uh, to keep it on ABC's uh, schedule. So it did run for two years. That's why I never heard of it then. Yeah, it, it was a bit of a blip. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, an an interesting footnote in Mission Impossible uh, history. What was it actually called? Mission Impossible. Just called Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible.
0: Do you know what I've always... Because uh, we're sort of journalists, <laughs> if you want to call us that. <laughs> in, um, in, the, in the looser sense um, of the word. We, we write a lot of articles and features about things over the years. We do. Um, and we've had to probably write about Mission Impossible every now and then. Mm. The thing I hate about the, the franchise is mm. having to do the um, colon... Right. Do you know what I mean? But it's, he's, but, he's, but it's but it's mission impossible. Yeah, but so it's mission colon mission colon impossible. is a colon. colon. <laughs> yeah, The check is a colon. Ghost Protocol. Oh yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. There's, There's a lot, lot of punctuation scan. that goes into oh, it. Oh, come yeah. on, let we just get rid of all that. Anyway, I'm little, glad little, you got it out. Got
2: it. Glad you got the you got that colon out your system. So that's, that's telling Mission Impossible, put that to bed. Right. We have put that to bed. Sure. So now, on to the movies. Yeah. Tom Cruise, hanging off of stuff.
0: So I when they came up with this as an idea, mm. they must have thought on paper, mm. What's, what are we doing? <laughs>
2: well, apparently, so the, the the first movie, Mission Impossible, in 1996, yeah. it was produced by and starring Tom Cruise, yeah. who was a fan of the original show American. as a child. Yeah. You're aware of, you're aware of Al- the Al- cruiser. Al- yeah. So... Uh, I guess it was a bit of a you know 1996. Cruise yeah. is pretty much at his peak, isn't he? Yeah. Not that he's not at his peak, he's at... No, he sort of keeps a, peaking. He does keep peaking. Cruise is always peaking. Yeah, yeah he's, he's on like a like sort of flatlining, mm. but but <laughs> at, at, at a peak at the top. <laughs> flatlining he gets at the top. From Mount <laughs> and he's
0: sort of there forever. I only have a bad word said against Tom Cruise. You love Cruise, do you don't know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I did a whole feature search mm. for it in mm. defense of Tom Cruise. Yeah, and. I, I know there's elements of his personal life that might mm. be a bit whatever Scientology and mm. all that mm. but just just all over that yeah. he's not a bad man he's, no, as he's, far as we're aware far, well, far, and well. he's just great put so much effort into it which we'll he get does. into later he does and he just seems like a great guy and he's always great with his fans and just what would uh, you want? also he's the ultimate movie star. He is the ultimate movie star.
2: He's. Oh, I also think he is a great movie star. Yeah. But I also think
0: he's a good actor. He's as well. not a
2: terrible actor. Yeah, he's
0: good. A lot of people in have certain uh,
2: roles. He's fantastic. Magnolia, mate. Yeah. Not. Not. Not a movie I particularly love. No, but Cruz. Collateral, great in it. Cruz is great in collateral. Yeah, I think in the right
0: roles, yeah. he, he is. He is. Even in. Even in the fluff, he's great. Mm. Like whether he whether Solid. you consider this fluff mm. or even night and day shit like that. <laughs> One of his worst. He mm. still puts in a good performance. He's yeah, a, he's a good actor. It's never. It's never when a when a Cruise film is
2: bad. Yeah. it's never Cruise's fault. Yeah, except for far oh, and away oh, with his Irish accent.
0: But he still brings in the Panthers. So he it obviously does. has fans out there. He does. People might mock him. He's like the Nickelback of Hollywood actors. Like people you just will, say like you love Nickelback. I do love like Nickelback, but it's that thing of everyone seems to hate them, mm. but they still sell out arenas mm. all over the place all mm. of the time. So you, someone's lying. Mm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, look at this trailer! Good morning, Mr.
1: Phelps. This is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Should you or any member of your IM force be caught or killed, the secretary will disavow all knowledge of your actions. Ethan Hunt will be your point man, as usual. Good luck, Jim. simple game. Is he serious? Always. It's much worse than you think.
0: We're being ambushed. Abort, that's an order.
1: They knew, they knew we were coming. Do you read me? I don't care how he did it. I want to know why he did it. You're worried about me. You survived. I'm sure we can find something I have that you need. You're sending you me. These guys are trained to be ghosts. Let's not waste time chasing after him. Just make him come to us. Find something that's personally important to him and you squeeze. I can understand you're very upset. You've never seen me very upset. Will self destruct in five seconds.
0: Wow, uh, Batman, John Voigt could still run. <laughs> so,
2: this is from the, the the realms of the internet, but I think this might be spurious because if Cruz produced the movie, mm. surely he would always have been the star. Yeah. But apparently, George Clooney was often huh. part of Ethan Hunt, but turned it down to work on uh, One Fine Day. Underrated, great movie. Do you like that? I, I love, I love. Yeah. So, so if that is true, yeah. everything worked out for yeah. the best. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think people just make this shit up because <laughs> it's always the same sort of names, right? Say the names you think, according to IMDb trivia, will have
0: been considered. Well, it's always Arnie and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis yeah, is the first one, or Stallone, or mm. who's around? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah.
2: John Chabot or Nicolas Cage and Ray Fiennes. Ah, oh. Ray nah. Anyway, apparently those people were considered for the role But as I say, I think Cruz was attached from the start yeah. I, I, I'm not buying Maybe he it. made an
0: audition <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> he's like, do you know what? I'm going to go for A me I bet in all of you uh, yeah.
2: yeah, actually, actually I'm going to stick with me yeah. I bet, yeah, cheers So the film was directed by Brian De Palma And the plot follows Ethan Hunt, Cruz, And his mission to uncover the mole who has framed him For the murders of his entire IMF team Including
0: uh, Emilio Estevez An oh. uncredited cameo oh, yeah. Oh no! I was going to say this is half brother. Nice no, Charlie Sheen. Nice
2: Charlie Sheen. Although They're very similar.
0: Are you thinking maybe you maybe thinking of Tom Cruise's cousin? Yes, uh, William Mapother. It, Mapother. It? <laughs> it could be Mapother. Mapotha sounds. I've never thought of it. Yeah. Who? Who, Ethan, uh, who plays another Ethan? Ethan in it Lost. Is, yeah. <laughs> this film because mm. I it's sort of I, f- I feel like it's too it's it's quite po faced. It is very po faced, and he's very serious. I suppose mm. you could argue this is where Ethan Hunt was made and he became... Well, I would like, argue that given it's the first movie. No, but like, he became who we know and love <laughs> right, now. Right, 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 right. In terms of the story. The yeah. Ethan Hunt now mm. is nothing like this guy. This no. guy's a bit of a boring douche whereas he gets, <laughs> he gets more interesting and funny than yeah. The later two. Yeah.
2: The film also introduces uh, Ethan's long-standing ally, the computer expert, Luther Stickle. Yes. Uh, the producers kind of cast Bing are as Luther because they felt he was the opposite of what a hacker would normally look like wow. in, in, in movies. Cheers. To you luther being off the disavowed list
1: hey i'm the flavor of the month
2: so there were rumors that Cruz and de palma did not get along and they were fueled by the director excusing himself at the last moment from scheduled media interviews before the film's release and he really helped promote it mm-hmm. uh there's a story well maybe apocryphal uh that uh razor Baddy apologies <laughs> that's Guaranteed to be wrong That's, Yeah, it's definitely wrong yeah. Uh, yeah This guy, anyway He was, he was uh, the person responsible For directing more episodes Of the original Mission Impossible uh, Television series Than anyone else He was asked by the head of Paramount Who was making the movie mm. uh, To be present on the set of the film For uh, consultation and advice uh, Brian De Palma approached him And told him how much he'd enjoyed The original series He also added that the movie Would be nothing like the television show And that his presence <laughs> on the set Would only result in making Both of them uncomfortable <laughs> But he thanked him for his honesty And left the set never to return He's like, thanks, but I, th- I, think g- I, think, I think it'd be better for both of us if you leave right now. <laughs> so work on the script for the first Mission Impossible movie had begun early, with filmmaker Sidney Pollock, uh, who worked with Cruise on 93's The Firm on board, uh, before De Palma and a series of writers were brought in. So uh, Stephen Zalian, who wrote Schindler's List, oh, wow. uh, David
0: Cope, know who that guy is? Go Cope! David Cope! David Cope! We talked about him last oh, time! Oh we did! Did you it about? It, Jurassic Park? <laughs> Jurassic... Jurassic Park Man! Yeah, he wrote yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. It's got, he's all over the place. He wrote Jurassic Park! Yeah. Whey!
2: He wrote The Lost World. Ooh. He um, wrote Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire one. Whey! He wrote Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Ah. Ooh, it's Harry Hit and Miss. <laughs> um, and Robert Town also was brought in. He's best known for his Oscar-winning screenplay for Chinatown. Nice. Mm. Didn't like that film though. Ah, forget it, it's Chinatown. <laughs> Uh, Mission Impossible went into pre production without a shooting script. Uh, scenes were literally being rewritten between takes. Apparently, again, this is a recurring theme. Apparently, De, De Palma devised several action sequences, uh, but Co-op and Town were dissatisfied with the story that led up to those events. So Town ended up helping organise a beginning, a middle, and an end to hang story details on while De Palma and Co-op worked on the plot. Is, is it Coop? It, I
0: don't mean, know. Co-op? Co-op? I don't know. Is it spelled EP? K-O-E-double-P How would you say that? I think I just read it as cope last time Like an idiot It might be cope though I think I'm wrong oh, I can't wrong. Oh no <laughs> like a rifle. If David was listening to last week's episode Which he guaranteed wasn't Oh no Sorry, or, just,
2: or just anyone who actually did their research yeah. And found out how to pronounce his name I think I just sort of It looks like the word cope <laughs> Fuck it Anyway, carry on So David Coep. Yeah Um so while filming the famous scene where Ethan infiltrates CIA headquarters, you know Tom Cruise yeah, dangling from the ceiling, down, yeah. hovering inches uh, so above the parodies ground over the years. Mm. But the dangling wire scene was borrowed from Top Cappy, nineteen sixty four, which had also, of course, inspired, inspired the original this, yes. d- uh, TV series. Uh, apparently, Cruise's head kept hitting the floor <laughs> <laughs> until he got the idea to put coins in his shoes for balance. Ah. Yeah. Uh, th- also, there's a scene that takes place in a glass-walled restaurant where uh, Ethan Hunt meets up with Kitridge. Uh, and and there's a big lobster tank in the middle and three huge fish tanks overhead that was all uh, Cruz's idea apparently there were 16 tons in all the tanks and there was a concern that when they detonated a lot of glass would fly around Uh, De Palma tried the sequence with a stuntman but it did not look convincing and he asked Cruz to do it despite the possibility that the actor could have drowned Uh, but that might have led to this this stunt addiction that has now now developed uh, with Cruz Music. Let's talk, let's talk, mm. let's talk, let's talk the music. Mm. U two band members, Larry Mullen Jr. and Adam Clayton. Oh, yeah, Basically this. the shit half of U two. Yeah uh, I mean all of U2's pretty I shit, mean, but you know, the less famous side of U two. I
0: wonder what The Edge was doing. <laughs>
2: he was he was busy. He was busy writing uh Bottom of the Edge were probably busy at the time writing uh, the music for the theme tune for Goldeneye. Yeah. The
0: uh the say <laughs> my full name. The Edge. Yeah. Do you wanna do a Mission Impossible? Nah. Alright. Doing Goldeneye. Doing Goldeneye. Doing Goldeneye. Can we sing it? No, get Tina Turner. Out. Imagine how bad it would have been if Bono sang Goldeneye.
2: Anyway. Larry and Adam. <laughs> Bono. The edge. Larry. Anyway. They produced an electronic dance version of the original I remember this. Yeah. of the original theme music. The uh, tune went into the top 10 list yeah. of music tracks around the world and was nominated for a Grammy right. uh, Did really well Well done, well done Larry
0: And Adam And Adam And Adam you were robbed then of, of my dance moves <laughs> given that this is only audio that that's just like that's like two of the blokes from coldplay that no one could ever name just sort mm. of teamed up and did a remix of um, i don't know <laughs> the prisoner yeah the prisoner theme.
1: yeah cool. yeah
2: enjoy that <laughs> yeah uh, the film was a commercial success it had a worldwide i know you love your box office yeah it had a worldwide total of uh, $457.6 million. And back in the 90s, that's a lot. A lot, a lot of money. Lot. It became the third highest grossing film, in fact, of 1996. And received a mixed of favourable responses from critics. However, several cast members of the original uh, 60 series, they reacted negatively to oh, the film. Nice. But there's a good reason why, I think. Like, I like the films, but yeah. actually I kind, of, I kind of agree with it them It is quite this. up its own ass in comparison to the TV series. It's not, not only that. so. You, did, did you know? Did you know? Mm. The movies. Well, this is up for debate, but the movies are meant to be a continuation. What? Not a remake of the TV I did series. Not like this. So, IMF leader Jim Phelps, who we yeah. talked about earlier, played by Peter Graves in the original series, he has a supporting role in the film, is played by John Voight. It's the same character. What? John Voight is playing the guy from the original uh, Mission Impossible. When did you back? Appa- well, apparent again, this is. On the internet, may or may not be true. Apparently, they asked him to, to reprise it, and he turned it down because in the film, if you remember, a disillusioned Phelps decides to sell yeah, a he's... classified list of undercover oh. IMF agents to an arms dealer
0: for cash and, frame, idea, it? and frames Protege That's even Hunt even to the main character from the original series. Is a bad? It? I knew this was an. Normally... Oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know that. It's like oh. it's like I like
2: I like those the films, yeah. But you can understand why fans were pissed. Absolutely. Off.
0: So imagine if, like, in twenty years' time, they did mm. a new twenty-four film, and and Kiefer comes back, mm. or someone no, no someone it's else not plays even Kiefer. Kiefer, someone else shit plays um, Jack, <laughs> Jack Bauer, Power. and he just after all that, yeah, like is a dick, and yeah. just sort of caves in and is, a, yeah, that's, exactly. That's awful. Why exactly. did they do that? Dick move. Couldn't they've made it his brother or something at least? <laughs> uh. Making his brother at least. Not Margin Phelps.
2: Well, exactly. so. <laughs> Hashtag not my Jim Phelps So Peter Graves, who played Jim Phelps in the original series Furious As well as in the late 80s revival He disliked how Phelps turned out in the film Oh yeah Meanwhile, actor Greg Morris, who played Barney in the original Mm. series He was reportedly disgusted with the film's treatment of the Phelps character And walked out of the theatre before the film even ended I'm not surprised I'm I'm out of here I'm out of here So, though the presence of Phelps would appear to suggest that the films follow on from the TV original Many fans do not consider them canon Because of the shoddy treatment of the Phelps character Yeah uh, none of the other Mission Impossible films feature any characters from the television series although as we discussed Rogue Nation and Fallout do involve The Syndicate which was yeah. a recurring element of the TV show A uh, little bit of uh, interesting trivia Yeah Well you be the judge <laughs> the, the first Mission Impossible movie uh, sort of going back to what you were saying about it being slightly slightly po-faced because I've a little too seriously Yeah It was the only film in the franchise where Ethan Hunt doesn't fire a gun oh. and it is the only one not to have in fact any shootouts or gunfights yeah oh quite a contrast yeah. to what followed 2000's <laughs> yes. mission impossible 2. Yes. good morning mr hunt sorry i barged in on your vacation
1: well mr hunt i don't quite know where to begin you know no should i she's going to training for this kind of thing but to go to bed with a man who like him she's a woman she's got all the training she needs Welcome to Australia,
0: mate.
1: This ain't funny. The mother of all nightmares is on the loose. I don't think I can do it. You I mean it'll be difficult? Very. Well, this is not mission difficult, Mr. Hunt. It's mission impossible. supposed to be a walk in the park for you. You gotta be kidding. This message will destruct in five seconds.
0: Oh, come sorry, on. sorry. I it's might a lot be a little, of fun. a little bit drunk but I'm so pumped after watching that I know it's like technically <laughs> it's definitely shit film it's definitely the worst one it's I love it so much one. it's so mm. early noughties fun limp biscuit yeah. and just do Grace Scott of all people's the baddie Anthony <laughs> Hopkins on fine form and yeah. it's just great yeah. oh, there's a bit where where they're fighting at the end mm. and I, I, I did a Years and years ago, I did a podcast with um, uh, Sam. You mm. know, and he and we—it's one of his favorite films of all time. <laughs> um, of course, it is. There's a bit where you know he's fighting Dugo Scott mm. for what feels like hours on <laughs> yeah. motorbikes and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And well the
2: film we should mention—the film Mission Impossible Two—is a film so ridiculous it culminates in a ludicrous <laughs> final yeah. sequence yeah. in which yeah. uh, Ethan Hunt and, and the villain Sean Ambrose, played by Dugo Scott, yeah. they duel like knights yeah. on opposing motorbikes. So there's even a, there's a, there's a moment where I think Tom Cruise's gun is like on the sand, yeah. or like on the floor, and he can't get it. Yeah, He can't, he, can't reach down and pick it up, so, so he kicks uh, the floor, and, and the,
0: sand, the sand, the gun like flies up uh, in the air and he just grabs yeah. it. And he's, and he's like, "Yeah, I should've killed me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you should've killed me.
0: Wasn't there a line in the new film where someone actually says, you should've killed me, and we were like, that must be a callback to Mission <laughs> Impossible
2: 2. It's a it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just us. <laughs> it definitely wasn't. On uh, going back to that trainer, to go to bed with a man in an eye twim, she's a woman, she's got all the training she needs. Wouldn't get away with that uh, in 2018, no, no, and nor should really you. That's a, a shocking line, but it does have uh, a, a great line, another great Hopkins line, which is uh, you think it would be difficult? Very. It's not a mission difficult, Mr. Hunt, it's a mission impossible. Difficult to be a walk in the park for you. <laughs> says the line, well, mission impossible. well apparently that's the first yeah. impossi- and I'm not sure but I think only time that the, the words mission impossible yeah, are actually right. used in the franchise. But I like that they they wanted to do something totally different. Yeah, well, so 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 this film came out four years after the first one. Apparently production was delayed because Tom Cruise was shooting Eyes Wide Shut with mm. Stanley Kubrick for over a year. And it's it's directed by John Woo, which we talked about yeah. So you've got guns in both hands, doves. slow-mo, doves, doves, the whole the whole yeah. shebang. Uh, the mission comes to Ethan Hunt, not on a tape recorder, comes on his exploding Oakleys. Oh yeah yeah. they're cool. they cool. But yeah, I quite like it. Yeah. It's dumb as a bag of hammers, <laughs> but it is it is fun and it's perfect. Yeah. That Limp Biscuit yes. Yes. do the theme on this one yes. because Mission Impossible Two is the Limp Biscuit of movies. It is. It's like it's. Objectively terrible, yeah, yeah, and, and, and cheesy and awful. You
0: can't help but like it. But do you know what? Fuck it. I fuck quite, you. I like Limp biscuit. I, I
2: quite like it. Yeah. I Quite enjoy it. Let's have a blast. This is Limp Biscuits' rendition of Lado Schifrin's Mission Impossible yes, theme. Yes, Take a look guess. around.
0: It's Limp Biscuit fucking up your town. Fucking up your town. Yeah. Doesn't uh, Don't even the lyrics. What does he say? It's, it's Limp good. Biscuit fucking up your. Rock, Rocking your. Ta- Rocking your. Set. Oh, no way. That's, that's rolling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, again, again, you're robbed
0: of this. Me and Tom were both just That's sat here, it. fist pumping. Sorry. And so was Fred Durst in the video. Can, you can take your Drake and your, <laughs> your Ed Sheeran's. We had it fucking good in the early noughties. We had that. We had Linkin Park, and we were fucking sorted.
2: Oh, but it is so odd as, to leap from the kind of psychological thriller, of the first film, to, just to this absolute farce. absolute dumbass action movie. But there is of course it's great now and I do genuinely yeah. like it it's the, it's the Too Fast Too Furious of the franchise because
0: <laughs> really Mission, Mission Impossible very much is the like the. I mean, sort of I'll, be, I'll be honest we relate a lot of things
2: on this show to so the Fast no, and Furious franchise if you franchise.
0: think about it if they're quite similar of course they are Mission Impossible and the Fast and Furious franchises mm. because they've yeah. morphed over the years they've got better with age and, they and were- they've got a like, group of you know supporting yeah. cast and all and, and,
2: and, and they started out quite disparate yeah. and very
0: different and then they became more
2: uniform no, as they went along
0: both franchises their second, second film was like what is going on no one mm. likes it it's shit but yeah. then in retrospectively in, you re- th- in retrospectively yes you, you sort of like the second film because it's all connected it's part, to it. it's part of yeah. it see and also I, I I like
2: it now I do genuinely like it that they've got a formula and it's, for, it's a great formula yeah but there was something quite exciting at the time yeah. about a film franchise where you had a new director yeah. who does his own thing, completely different every time. Mm. So you always had the same basic characters and the same basic setup, but a totally different style. So it was it was like, what's the new Mission Impossible film yeah. going to be like? Yeah. I, I do feel like they've lost that a little bit, even though the new the new the newer films are great. Yeah. So in this film, uh, Ethan Hunt is recruited by the Impossible Mission Force, the IMF, to find and destroy a dangerous biological weapon called Chimera from a rogue IMF agent named. Sean Ambrose, do With the help of his new girlfriend, Nia Nordoff Hall, played by the brilliant, that the incredibly talented your cousin, Tandy Newton. I, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it, it, talent runs in the family. Yeah. Talent obviously runs in the family. Yeah. Tandy Newton is my, in fact, my second cousin. Mm. That's that's actually true. Yeah. I, I I rarely bring it up though, which is so I'm glad you did. Oh. Yeah. Uh, as of 2018. This is the only Mission Impossible film where Ethan Hunt is actually working for the IMF and is not on the run, working outside the IMF and or disavowed. Uh, it's also the only appearance so far, although bring back, of the uh, IMF member, the Aussie pilot, bring Billy Bear, played yeah. by John Paulson. Great. Lothar! Ethan! He was great. <laughs> it's also the only appearance of, as we said, Anthony Hopkins as the IMF mission commander, Swanbeck. Uh, it grossed more than five hundred forty-six point four. No, exactly. More, more than it grossed exactly that 546.4 million dollars uh, worldwide. It became the highest-grossing film of t- two thousand. Which power of Limp Biscuit? But <laughs> Biscuit
0: rocking the set. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like Russian <laughs> roulette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but that's like you know, X Men came out that year. More yeah, X Men. Yeah.
2: Well, apparently Tandy Newton uh, turned down the opportunity to return for future movies. wasn't oh, interested. Well, was, not, was not interested. That's silly, isn't it? Mm. Just have a word I will have a Next time yeah. I see her At the next uh, You know Family Christmas gathering yeah. I'll have a word But again Mission Impossible 2 A troubled production uh. Now I genuinely find this fascinating So filming overran yeah. And the fact that Mission Impossible 2 Overran Totally changed Like the shape And the face of Hollywood movies For years to come <laughs> it, No it actually did So <laughs> So That's quite a bold statement Listen to this so, De Grace Scott was yeah. originally slated oh, to play yeah. Wolverine in X Men. Poor bastard! But had to pull out when when Mission Passport overran. Yeah. So look, Hugh Jackman would not be a, would not be a, presumably would not be a star. Yeah. So that that changes everything film Hugh X-Men Jackman's ever
0: Would have ended after X Men the first film. <laughs> It may well have done. That's not a part that I nearly got, that's a part that I was offered and, and turned down three times and didn't want to do it and then they persuaded me to do it and I was doing it. I was about to do it and then my the movie I was doing at the time just overran by so much that I, I couldn't do it in the end. So that was the story with, with Wolverine. But, you know, it's so part of my past that it never really, you know, I never think about it, to be honest with you. Tandy Newton uh, was
2: forced to drop out of Charlie's Angels. She was going to play the Lucy Lou role again. That Her career would have been totally different. Uh, this one, Ian McKellen, was originally offered Anthony Hopkins' role. That was wow. he was the first choice. He turned it down. Had he accepted it, he have the ever. Overrunning would have seen him also miss out on X Men and, so, and Lord of the Rings. Oh my so God. you would have had McKellen as Magneto or Gandalf. That's fantastic. Can you imagine? So in in many ways, Mission Impossible Two is the most important film of the past, you know, thirty odd years. That, in, in its way, that is that is great trivia. Yeah. So, reviews for the film were mixed. Yeah, mix! Yeah. Praise was directed at Tom Cruise's performance. see? Yes. Hanging off a cliff. And the action sequences. Uh, But the plot and dialogue were criticised. Yeah. According to screenwriter Robert Towne, he was back, uh, several action sequences, again, were already planned for the film prior to his involvement and before the story had even been written. So they basically planned the action sequences and then build a film around it every time. Uh, I think John Woo's first cut of the film uh, clocked in at three and a half hours. The studio balked this length. There's a lot of balking going on these days. I like, I, like, I like the phrase balking. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they told him that the final length could not exceed two hours. I wish studios would stick to that these days. Yeah, your film cannot be longer than two hours. No, good. Good. So not everything has to be Lord of the Rings. Yeah.
0: Like, well, we went to see Fallout recently, and, and, and as much as we loved it, when we went in there, we mm. realised it was what? Two, two and, and a half hours. The, long, the, uh.
2: longest, the longest ever. Yeah. It's Peter ja- going back to Lord of the Rings it's Peter Jackson's fault ever mm. since Lord of the Rings all films are too long yeah. that justified it not everything does uh, but the fact that the film was basically hacked to pieces would explain why there are so many plot holes and continuity errors in the theatrical cut now is there a director's cut?
0: oh I wish oh be good it? Oh, would the be final it. cut is Mission Impossible <laughs> <Battle> 2
2: <laughs> for, for anyone basically us who yeah. wants more I Mission Impossible it. 2 uh, so stunts you want to talk about stunts? yeah uh, the studio apparently expressed concern over the safety of shooting Ethan Hunt Tom Cruise his entrance into the film where he's rock climbing filmed at Dead Horse Point in Utah uh, Cruise refused to drop the idea because he couldn't think of a better way to introduce the character oh. and he was like do you know what I can't think of anything better yeah. I'm going to be rock climbing yeah. uh, there was no safety net as he filmed the sequence but he did have a harness Worse, uh, <laughs> having said that he did tear his shoulder when performing Hunt's jump from one part of the cliff to another alright oh, mm. so he put a bit
0: of that in. yeah
2: so, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, I know why people want to hate Mission Possible 2. I know why they want to hate it. Who's
1: going
0: to hate it? I know
2: hate. why they want to hate it. Now I know why they want to hate it. Because hate is all the world has seemed to see lately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So many layers. There's so many layers to that song. <laughs>
2: so, on to Mission Impossible 3. Yeah. Uh, released in 2006. Again, yeah. six years later. Yeah, big gap. That's 10 years after the first uh, film. You want to watch a trailer? Watch a trailer. Yeah, Stand by to go live on my
1: mark. Five. you have a, a wife, a girlfriend? Four. Three. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her. Two. I'm going to hurt her. One. And then I'm going to kill you right in front of her. What are you not telling me? Execute.
0: Time I watch the Mission Impossible trailer, I'm like, come, come on, yes. It's great. Mission, I
2: want to watch a new Mission Impossible movie. I don't really
0: when I watched the third film at the mm. time and think being a bit underwhelmed, but I've watched it since and gone. It's very good.
2: It it gets uh kind of overlooked a lot of time oh, because yeah. because a lot of people think that the and they're right, the current phase of Mission Impossible mm. movies very much started with the next movie. Yeah, yeah. And so I think three gets you know, kind of, you know, people think about the first one, which has a very particular style. Yeah. The second one, which for better or worse, has a very yeah. particular style. Three gets ignored, and
0: three is great. I'd say if you remove Tokyo Drift, this is the fast and furious of, of the Mission Impossible <laughs> franchise. Yeah, it's good, but it's not quite there. Yeah. 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 So okay. it, in 2002,
2: two years after Mission Impossible 2, yeah. uh, David Fincher was uh, slated to direct oh, the next instalment of the Mission Amazing. Impossible film series. Uh, it was meant to come out in summer 2004. Uh, Fincher however later dropped out uh, citing creative differences replacing Fincher was the director Joe Carnahan uh, who worked on developing the film for 15 months uh, while Carnahan was involved the film was meant to feature Kenneth Branagh as a villain oh, uh, and really have Carrie-Anne Moss and Scarlett Johansson what? in supporting roles Amazing. but they all later left because of delays in production after a dispute over the film's tone Carnahan quit in July 2004 Tom Cruise then called J.J. Abrams uh, offering him the director's chair having, having uh, binge-watched the first two seasons of Alias. Yeah. Cruise, he loves a bit of Alias. He loves a bit of Jennifer Garner.
0: And this was just after Lost as well, wasn't it? So he was on a high, J.J. Mm. Abrams. So this film was directed
2: by J.J. Abrams in his feature directorial debut. Don't know what happened to him since. I've done gone, gone, yeah. gone off the radar. Yeah. Uh, it was also written by Abrams, Alex Kurtzman, and Roberto Orsi, all known for their later work on the Star Trek film franchise. In the film, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. he is retired from field work uh, and trains new recruits instead of the IMF however he is sent back into action to track down the elusive arms dealer Owen Davian played by Philip Seymour Hoffman put a bomb in your head a bomb there's a bomb in your head I know him I love Philip Seymour Hoffman in this, in this movie he's great you're dead Mr. Davian never witnesses
1: and you're gonna tell us everything every buyer you've worked with, every organization. What the hell is your name? Names, contacts, inventory lists. You have a... a wife, girlfriend? It's up to you how this goes. Because you know what I'm gonna do next? I'm gonna find her. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. You were apprehended carrying details of the location something codenamed the rabbit's foot i'm gonna make her bleed and cry and call out your name and you're not gonna be able to do shit you know why what is a rabbit's foot because you're gonna be this close to dead and who's the buyer and then i'm gonna kill you right in front of her i'm gonna ask you one more time what's your name what is a rabbit's foot who are you who's the buyer you
2: don't have any idea what the hell's going on do you It also introduces the key character, uh, Julia Mead, played by Michelle Monaghan, who's Ethan's fiance, and Simon Pegg as Benji Dunn, the IMF technician, who along with Luther, Thing Ranger's character, becomes a mainstay of Ethan's team in later films. Reggie, where are you going? Uh, well, these hard drive platters are just fried, you know, they're just yeah. like, the mess of them. It's just like, there's holes in them and stuff, and it's got scorched all the way through, and then there's a, look at this one's got a hole in it and stuff. I can't believe it, I can't even look at it. Reggie, did you recover anything? Yes, yes, despite the aforementioned conditions of the hard drive you brought back, I managed to recover portions of uh, two dozen email files, Also, made what I believe to be a thoroughly promotion worthy breakthrough. Your Mr. Davian is going to arrive in Rome the day after tomorrow and attend a function at one Vatican City.
1: What the hell is Davian doing at the Vatican?
2: Uh, It's all got to do with the rabbit's foot. Rabbit's foot. Yeah, well, I'm assuming it's like a code word for something he's about to sell to an unspecified buyer for $850 million, by the way. Or maybe it's not a code word, maybe it's just a really, really expensive bunny appendage.
0: Again, that Fast and Furious, with each film, they bring in new characters and they keep coming back and going back to old films and bringing them back. It's great. You really it. They're not... They don't, they, they, should, we, should
2: we just do a Fast and Furious episode to get this out we of the system? I think, I think we should. I think, I think we need to. I
0: like the fact that they they know, mm. they don't they don't want to be like, nah, no, we got to make it new so that each film could be just some new guy watching it. They don't need to... Watch watch the old films no I like the fact that they go no all these moviegoers are fucking nerds they Mm. remember all the stuff from the past they Mm. like it good Mm. do that more often
2: (laughs) Hollywood put to bed so after in terms of Peg's casting now yeah. after the success of uh, Shaun of the Dead yeah, it was in the time wasn't it Simon Pegg was asked whether he was going to pursue a career in Hollywood mm. uh, to which he laughed and replied oh, it's not like I'm going to be in Mission Impossible 3 <laughs> amazing uh, but did you know originally offered the role and according to some sources accepted the role but then uh, to drop out do you know who was originally going to play Benji Dunn Martin Freeman Close, very, very close. Uh, very
0: close. It, what Gervais? Ricky Gervais. Because
2: oh. he, because he was ma- be making
0: at the time. That would have been amazing. Would it though? Yes. Because Peg, <laughs> the thing is, with Peg. He is like he's a,
2: he's a, a funny man, but yeah. like can, you can also sort of buy him as not like an action hero, yeah. but you can buy him as like part of that team. I wouldn't buy Gervais running around, you know, nice. getting into scraps and stuff. Yeah. yeah
0: with each film Peg has mm. buffed it up it's like peg. he's done he's done a Martin Freeman apparently, every single
2: film that comes out he's Bob Buff. apparently in the, in the most recent one he actually like had a six pack <laughs> and he didn't need it yeah. he just worked out loads and they're like Simon
0: you're why have you got are not getting a top you're
2: not getting top why did you have a six pack and yeah. he's like oh oh alright
0: uh, I can't believe we live in a world where Simon Pegg has a six pack
2: <laughs> obviously again audio you can't see me and Tom just sitting here with our shirts off and our huge eight packs yeah, yeah. yeah. cheers McDonald's later yeah, yeah. Mm. So, version of three right? <laughs> also uh, features Jonathan Rhys Meyers as yeah the IMF agent. The IMF agent with the coolest name ever, Declan Gormley. <laughs> he might as well be called Gormless. Gormless Gormley. That's what you'd call someone if they were called Declan he Gormley did, at school. He didn't. I guess the whole point was he's a student,
0: right? In this
2: film, a trainee. Yeah, But he was a member of Ethan's team. Didn't mm. stick around. Didn't stick around. Uh, there was also Kerry Russell as uh, the tragic Lindsay Farris. Uh, Maggie Q, yeah, as Zen Le who was a member of Ethan's team.
0: What where uh, still about? No, the character. Oh, the
2: ca- <laughs> that's like. I, I Maggie, Maggie Q's Q. All right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on, we'll get onto that. All right. Yeah, I interviewed Maggie Q once. Yeah. yeah, she told me I was cute. That actually happened in real life. Yeah, it's similar to your Meghan Markle story. That's not for public consumption. No, right?
0: <laughs> thought she likes a bit of you as well. Let's Let's turn this. Cut this
2: the film also starred Lawrence Fishburne. Yes. Love of, we love a bit of the fish, don't yeah. we? Uh, as Theodore Brassel, who was the head of the IMF and also a quote machine. Some uh, quotes from uh, from Lawrence in the movie. You can look at me with those judgmental eyes all you want, but I bullshit you not. I will bleed on the American flag to make sure those stripes stay red. <laughs> also, the moment where someone says to him, "Oh, this is unacceptable. He says, it's unacceptable that chocolate makes you fat, but I've eaten my share, and guess what?
0: Bring him back! Why has he not been, been brought back? I also don't think he'd, he'd like being called the fish. The fish? What are you talking about? I don't think he's a fish here. Fish. <laughs> fishy, fishy,
2: fish boy. He loves it. of fish. Um. Uh, with the longer episodes, we get more and more drunk. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Yeah. We're only halfway through. Oh god! Uh, Mission Impossible 3 was a box office hit and the most critically acclaimed MI film yet. Really? Oh, at the time. At, as as of. As so, Mission Impossible 4, or Ghost Protocol. It arrived ah. in 2011. Again! So good. Though, an hour yeah. Yeah.
1: It was, all, it was always an event. Get okay. a shit on. An hour ago, a bomb blew up the Kremlin. Mm. president has initiated ghost protocol. The entire IMF has been disavowed. Now I've been ordered to take you to Washington where they will hang the Kremlin bombing on you and your team, unless you were to escape after assaulting Brandt and me. But if any one of your team is caught, they will be branded terrorists out to incite global nuclear war. What happens now? Your mission, should you choose to accept it. So, what's the play? Who are you really, Brent? We all have our secrets. Don't we, Ethan? blue is glue and when it's red dead you're not going to make it you're not helping
2: boom so good so this film was directed by Brad Bird uh, of the Pixar o- fame of yeah he made uh, the Iron Giant and the Incredibles this was his first live action film so a bit of a gamble but it paid Didn't off love. so in this film blamed for a terrorist attack on the Kremlin. Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, and the entire IMF agency are disavowed by the US government while the president initiates the ghost protocol. Forced to go off the grid, left without backup or resources, except for a huge train full of gadgets, but don't worry about that. Hunt must somehow clear the agency's name and prevent another attack. Complicating matters further, Ethan must undertake the impossible mission with a group of fellow IMF fugitives whose motives are suspect. So this is the first instalment in the franchise where none of the villains... Uh, are or used to be IMF agents (laughs) yeah good Uh, it introduces uh, Jeremy Renner as the character William Brandt good in it as well Uh, he's good in it yeah Um, also considered for the role uh, Bruce Willis versus Sloan Arnold Schwarzenegger no not really Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Mackie yeah uh, Chris Pine yeah and Tom Hardy yeah upstairs downstairs all considered to play Brandt do you know
0: what I think think Renner was the right choice I think Renner was
2: the right choice yeah uh, Brant was apparently specifically created as a possible eventual replacement for Tom Cruise's character Ethan Hunt for when Cruise decides to step away from the franchise but we'll, we'll, like we'll get back to that
0: similar to uh, Jason Bourne didn't quite do it did he Poor <laughs> Renner
2: Renner was like the hottest shit in Hollywood at one point <laughs> they were like Renner you're the new Bourne yeah. you're the new Ethan Hunt uh, you're still Hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> except you're not in you're not in this one but you're still technically Hawkeye
1: ah <sighs>
2: I feel bad for Renner. anyway Brant Renner's character yeah. he had been assigned to secretly protect Ethan and his wife Julia remember mm-hmm. her in Croatia Julia had been killed by a hit squad and Brant had felt responsible for Ethan's loss which is why he stopped being a field agent Brant confesses to Ethan in this film about his failure to protect Julia Ethan however confesses that her death was part of a plot to give yeah. her a new identity and live out her own life good good because I, I hate this yeah. and so so I get it yeah. So the end of Mission Impossible three, it's really nice. It ends with li- them literally running off hand in hand. Yeah. yeah, happy ending. I get it. If you want to do another one, Ethan Hunt can't really have a wife. No. And I'm going, When you're coming home for tea, and he's yeah. like, I'm not. I'm doing my impossible mission. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm fighting it, bad guys. He can't really have a wife. That said,
0: you don't have to no, kill her. No. So it's lazy. It always. It you just it, break up. You just totally unrelated. It just went through a bad break. Or, or just, but just just or, oh. it's always the way. Isn't it? It's like
2: uh, uh, bo- talking to Bourne. Born, have you seen the, you've seen all the mm. Bourne movies I haven't seen Jason Bourne fine, fine but you've seen the early ones right Yeah. so Bourne Identity ends with a lovely ending where Matt yeah. Damon and uh, Frankie Patente yeah. are back together yeah great yeah. and then Bourne Supremacy yeah. she gets shot in the head yeah, in, the really first, in the first opening scene yeah. it's like totally, lazy it. that's yeah. lazy you've ruined the first film again yeah. retroactively ruined the first movie think smarter <laughs> this is good I like this that the, 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 they she comes back and it's like her and Ethan Hunt aren't together Julia and Ethan aren't together But yeah. he still loves her She's yeah. just Being protected yeah. This film also Stars uh, Paula Patton As the character Jane Carter
0: Again Really good in it But mm. it never came back We'll
2: get on to it And Just giving him a shout out Because I know you love him Josh Holloway Yes
0: Because <laughs> when we
2: saw The trailers for this yeah. At the time It was like mm. Yes yeah, Sawyer's Finally getting yeah. some roles No nope. He plays the ill-fated agent Trevor Hanaway. Holloway as Hanaway. What is love Baby don't <laughs> hurt me Hannaway Um <laughs> Um, so, but I remember watching this film for the first time, and like he dies in the first scene. Yeah. And I was like, Are you joking? But he does come back there, there's some flashbacks. Yeah, but. This is also the only film in which uh, Luther Stickle, Ving Range, doesn't join Ethan on the mission. No, but he, but he does return for a cameo at the end yeah. of the film.
0: Yeah. It was like Ving was on holiday that year, and like, Guys, I'm just so, I'm really tired. I will come up though, I'll, I'll do one scene. I did try,
2: I can't find any reference anywhere on the internet. If anyone knows, you can uh, you can tweet us two geeks cast or Facebook or Instagram or or, or email us uh, podcast at two geeks two years I cannot find any reference as to why Thing Rames is not in this movie in a in a lead role. It's just it just everyone says he just wasn't I, like was he busy was he shooting another movie? Did you not go up the stairs of the Burj Khalifa <laughs> again? <laughs> like uh, like the old days, like Stephen Hill was like I'm not going up those stairs, yeah, nah, I'm no not chance. going up those stairs. Nah. So. Stunts. You want to talk about stunts? Yeah. Stunts. So this is where stunts. this
0: is where he goes on another level. So right? in
2: this film, Ethan Hunt scales the outside of the Burj Khalifa Tower. Yeah. Yeah. How did you know that? I just know this shit, mate. You never know anything. Nah. <laughs> I didn't towers,
0: <laughs>
2: which is the world's tallest building. Yeah. At two thousand and seven hundred and twenty-two feet, which is basically three Eiffel Towers. Yeah. And I went up the Eiffel Tower recently, tall. and I shit myself because I don't like heights. This is three of those. Can't go on that. No. <laughs> Uh, Cruise filmed this scene without the use of a stunt double. Although Cruise appears to be free solo climbing in the film with the help of special gloves, in reality, he was securely attached to the Burris Gleefer at all times on multiple cables. Plum, what a wimp. Yeah. What a wimp. Grow up, Cruise. Yeah. Ghost Protocol was a critical and commercial success. Yeah. It was the highest grossing film in the series. Yes. Uh, with... Yes. With
0: $694 million, it made. So, again, similar mm. to Fast Furious 5. Fast oh, 5. God. This is where it was like... It was even though it was late on in the franchise. It was like yeah. it, even though no one had really taken it that seriously at this yeah. point, they were like, yeah. "Shit, do you know what? <laughs> After all these films, it's <clears throat> fucking great. Really good." Mm. It was the fifth highest grossing
2: film of 2011, yeah. uh, and the highest grossing film of all time. starring Tom Cruise. Is it? Yeah. What well, at, at, at yeah. the time? Is at he? Is he, he beating it in- since?
0: Not yet. Not yet. Is this still the best one?
2: So far, obviously, Fallout is it's not still out. It's still <laughs> still out. Go see it. It's great. Yeah. Christopher McQuarrie, who later directed uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout, he did an uncredited rewrite of the screenplay uh, for this movie, again, apparently rewriting while the film was already filming. Despite this apparent lack of organisation, uh, Ghost Protocol is the first film to lead directly into the next, with the final scenes setting up the terrorist oh. organisation, The Syndicate, which would play a major role in the next
0: film, Rogue, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Rogue, Nation. Rogue Nation. You didn't know it. I didn't know Want to her? Yeah. Yeah. Ethan, where are you? The Syndicate is real. A rogue nation
1: trained to do what we do. An anti-IMF. They're coming after us with everything they've got. You ready? This may very well be our last mission. Let's make it count. So what's the play? You want to bring down the Syndicate?
0: It's impossible.
1: How do you know we can trust her? Desperate times. Desperate measures. You he your seatbelt on? You asking me that now?
0: Oh, hey boys, what did I miss?
1: Yeah, I'm trying. Oh
2: my God! The other door. Come on. Oh, come on. So this film came out a mere four years after the previous film. Yeah, a bit yeah. As I said, it was written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie. In the film, IMF agent Ethan Hunt is on the run from the CIA following the IMF's disbandment as he tries to prove the existence of the Syndicate, a mysterious international terrorist consortium. So Simon Pegg and Jeremy Renner, they both return as Benji and Brandt. Uh, so this is the first Mission Impossible film in which every member of Ethan Hunt's IMF team is a veteran of at least one yes. previous film. Uh, now, here we go. You'll like this. <laughs> Paula Patton yeah. and Maggie Q were apparently set to reprise uh, roles from respectively Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and Mission Impossible 3, uh, but both actresses dropped out of the project due to scheduling conflicts. So they were. What they were, did. Doing? They did
0: try to bring them Nikita, back. Nikita, season four. Yeah, Nikita. Nikita. Uh, yeah. Uh, about Reese Myers. I don't think I know uh, <laughs> No, that one's right. crying out for Gormless, it. Gormless Gormley, forget yeah. about it. Bringing Boss's face back from two. Benny, whatever his name was. Ben, oh, what was he called? <laughs> Billy. Yeah. Uh, Ethan. He's crying out for it. Lothar. It's going to be one. surely in. It's only a matter of time before Ving Rem's like there is one man who can get for this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, alright boys. <laughs> There is only one there. My boy Billy Bear
2: Billy Bear boy <laughs> New characters introduced in this film yeah. Included Rebecca Ferguson mm. as Ilsa Faust An MI6 agent undercover in the syndicate He's not English She's not English No, no. <laughs> She was uh, the second choice for the role huh. After Jessica Chastain turned it down no, really? She is not Jessica Chastain no. uh, Alec Baldwin as Alan Hunley The, dir- the director of the CIA and uh, Sean Harris as Solomon Lane, a former MI6 agent who went rogue and became the supreme leader of the syndicate. Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie admitted that the film didn't have a script, again, when they went into production. It is a miracle that any of these films yeah. are any good at all. Again, they just had the major action sequences planned out when they started filming. For example, you remember the underwater heist sequence, mm-hmm. uh, where you know, Cruise is you know under the water, oh, he yeah. going to get out, he's under the water that sequence was outlined from beginning to end but what Ethan was actually stealing was unknown while they were filming it so they, <laughs> they did that scene but they didn't know what the hell is, was actually going on in that film that is not how you're meant to make films but you know turn out alright uh, and some scenes of important exposition were written while they were being filmed. They're just like, eh, just make go along. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: How do these films even
0: like turn out I mean, even like re- like remotely yeah, good? It's interesting because I felt of of the new brigade, this mm. was my least favorite. Right, I, I couldn't quite tell why. I just wasn't as like gripped mm. as four and six. Mm. So maybe that's why that they they just sort of made it. Up yeah, but they make well. they make them all up f- go along. Did a fucking good job, but even so,
2: stunts, stunts, stunts. stunts. Yeah, uh, so. In this film, Cruise trained under diving specialist for that aquatic sequence we were talking about. He uh, trained under the diving specialist Kirk Crack. Great name. <laughs> Kurt crack. Kirk Crack? Kirk Crack. Oh, Kirk Crack. To be Bear. able to hold his breath for three minutes to perform an underwater sequence which was filmed in a single long take without any edits. Now, I looked look this up, especially. Most people in good health can hold their breath for approximately two minutes. Right. Cruise wanted to do it for three. However, stunt coordinator Wade Eastwood... Things that Cruz held his breath for just over six minutes. What? Six, Tom Cruise can hold his breath for six
0: minutes. But is this like, do you remember in Top Gear where he appeared? Right. And he did start in a reasonably priced car mm. with Karen Diaz. Mm. And he got, apparently, the fastest mm. time ever. But mysteriously, they sort of cut the footage so you never really saw it all in one go. Do you, not, do you not believe Tom Cruise can hold his breath for six minutes? I believe he thinks he can hold his breath for six minutes. I believe I think he can, and I
2: believe you think he can. Yes, he's the greatest man ever. Uh, uh, Filming of an action sequence featuring Ethan Hunt climbing and hanging on the outside of a flying Atlas C-1 took place at RAF Wittering uh, near Stanford. Tom Cruise performed the sequence, at times suspended on the aircraft over 5,000 feet in the air, without the use of a stunt double, don't worry about it. To pull off this particular stunt, the production team were given a limited period of only 48 hours. The plane took off and landed 8 times before they had the perfect shot. Now, one major problem with this stunt would be keeping Cruz's eyes open in the presence of fast wind mm. and, and runaway particles. Like, like, you, yeah. you know what it's like when you have like, the wind blowing in your face, yeah. imagine that at that speed. So his eye specialist uh, designed a special lens that covered his entire eyeball. What, uh, what do you mean? Like, 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 like a contact lens that went over his entire eyeball. Oh. Like 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 spherical, ugh, that is ugh. bizarre, disgusting. Anyway, huh? you know, you know Star Trek, right? You know, I've heard of it. yeah, yeah. we're of it. Do you know this bit of like Star Trek trivia, a bit of lore that the odd numbered movies are shit, yeah. and the even numbered ones are good? You've right. heard this, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the first one's shit. Ralph yeah. Khan is great. The third one's shit. Voyage yeah. Home is great. Right. Mission Impossible has a similar thing. So or it did until Rogue Nation. Tom Cruise had short hair <laughs> in the odd number in Mission Impossible films yeah. and long hair in the even numbered ones. Rogue Nation, it's a great movie but it dropped the ball because he has sort of longish hair mm. and it and it's yeah, it's right. an odd number movie and then he has short hair in the sixth film. Right. The next one yeah. threw it all off. Rogue Nation fell short of eclipsing Ghost Protocol's final gross so it became the second highest grossing Mission Impossible film and and still though the second highest grossing film of Tom Cruise's career. What did he get? Uh, a cool, as they say, uh, 682 million worldwide. Okay. Yeah. Which brings us to Mm. this year's mission, colon, impossible, hyphen, fallout.
1: You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission.
0: If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this
1: conversation. His team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job you don't understand what you're involved in.
2: You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough?
1: Ethan, that's not who we are. Maybe we need to reconsider that.
0: So, how
1: is he? Oh, you know. Same old Ethan. What the hell is he doing? I find it best not to look.
0: Say so what you just said? I don't remember that bit. Yeah, there's a bit
2: at the end of the trailer where Tom Cruise is flying a helicopter towards a lorry. Yeah. On the road. Not in the final film. Anyway. Oh, I bloody love Mission Possible
0: movies. I bloody love Mission it... movies. If anything, mm. from like critical reviews, mm. this is the best one yet. Right. Save <laughs> it. We'll get on to it.
2: So this film arrived just three years after Rogue Nation. The fastest turnaround yet. Just yeah. three years. Well Still, done. Yeah. It was Directed by Christopher McQuarrie, maybe that helps. saying yeah, director. Yeah. Uh, making the first person to direct more than one film in the franchise. Uh, Tom Cruise, Ving Rain, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, Michelle Monaghan, and Alec Baldwin are all oh, back. Good. Uh, new additions to the cast include Angela Bassett as Erica Sloan, the new director of the CIA, with Baldwin's character uh, becoming the IMF secretary. Uh, and Henry Cavill as the rogue CIA agent, August Walker.
0: So oh, I have to say... Hmm. Considering I don't normally like Henry Cavill, mm. he's great in this. He is great in this. Yeah. It's I. I feel bad. I feel bad for Cavill. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's such so, he's, oh, he's so,
2: so dull as Superman. So yeah. no
0: charisma. Uh, Ugh. Watching this. It's like, ah, oh,
2: it's really good. He can reload his arms. Yeah. <laughs> he can sprout a shirt pocket at will and spontaneously grow a beard in seconds, presumably just through the power of pure, raw, unfiltered
0: masculinity. And I love how he ruined <sighs> Justice League. Mm with a moustache
2: so so yeah so reshoots for Cavill's Justice League coincided with the schedule for Fallout uh, for which he had grown a moustache which uh, he was contracted to keep while filming totally unnecessary so uh Macquarie the director of this film he, he uh, gave the producers of Justice League permission to have Cavill shave the moustache in exchange for the three million it would cost to shut down production on Fallout he said yeah you can you can you can. yeah you shave the moustache three million please uh, yeah. that, that's what, that's what it would cost you yeah. uh and then they could digitally fill the moustache in, they could paint the moustache on him yeah. in Mission Impossible. Uh, but executives from Paramount rejected the idea so Justice League's visual effects team were then forced to digitally remove the moustache in post-production. Now I'm not sure how bad a digital moustache would have looked in Mission yeah. Impossible Can't but be it, as bad. it couldn't have been any worse wow. than the CGI shave yeah. they gave Cavill uh, in fucked Justice up. League. Fucked up. Cavill was offered the role uh, in this film on his Instagram by Christopher McQuarrie oh. that's 2018 for you yeah <laughs> <laughs> the film also stars Vanessa Kirby as White Widow a black market arms dealer who is also the daughter of Vanessa Redgrave's character from the first film but is uh, it actually said? yeah it's not really important oh. uh, apparently Tom Cruise loves The Crown
0: really? <laughs> he binge watched two seasons of The Crown and was like get oh, her, oh, her. Oh, oh. Oh, I want her and have a weird scene where I sort of make out
2: with her for no reason I definitely make out with her for no reason uh, in the film Ethan Hunt Tom Cruise yeah. and his team go up against the syndicate once more and must track down stolen plutonium while being monitored by CIA agent August Walker Henry Cavill after a mission goes awry now Jeremy Renner he did not return for this movie yeah. due to uh, scheduling conflicts what's he doing? with Avengers 4 which is uh, not out uh, yet so but the they next they one the next they one, they 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 one he is in it because they filmed it at the same time as Infinity oh, War okay. which he is not in uh, Renner apparently though he turned down a cameo in this movie uh, as Brandt, had he accepted Brant would have been killed off in the opening act. No. So I'm kind of glad yeah. he didn't. Renner said he didn't want to take a paycheck for three days and getting blown up. Yeah. I'm on, Renner. justice for Renner. Yeah, uh, But Renner still has one more Mission Impossible movie on his contract. Yeah. So he could maybe turn up in the next one. This film also features one, presumably, final appearance... Uh, for Michelle Monaghan as Julia Mead, Ethan's ex wife. And just to totally alleviate Ethan of any guilt for the fact that he definitely fancies Ilsa, Rebecca Ferguson's yeah, character, yeah, yeah. we find out that Julia now has a wonderful new yeah. life and she marries a lovely Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley. Don't worry yeah. about it Ethan, yeah. you're fine. You, you get, she's moved on. You're totally guilt free, yeah. she's moved on. Which which leads to a It's a great film, but it does have a slightly odd final scene where Julia says goodbye to Ethan. Mm -hmm. Ethan, I've moved on, it's time for you to move on. She gives him a kiss, she leaves, literally passing Ilsa on the way out. It's like Cruise literally has women queuing up. (laughs) It's like, that one, bring on the next one. The younger model. Yeah. Yeah. Stunts. Stunts, stunts, stunts. stunts. Talk about stunts. It had to happen. Uh, In August 2017, Tom Cruise injured his right leg on the London set during filming. He broke his ankle. Uh, leaping from a rooftop And the footage remains In the final movie yeah. uh, we, we watched it Winter. The whole audience went "Oh!" Because you knew Because you knew going. Everyone knew I enjoyed that It was a nice little shared moment uh, Following the accident The studio announced That it would halt production For at least nine weeks In order for Cruise's broken ankle And other injuries <laughs> he said other injuries Which he didn't tell anyone about uh, To allow him to heal However Cruise was spotted on the set Seven weeks after the initial injury Two weeks earlier than initially planned Now I've never broken anything. No. Touch wood. I mean, you, 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 yeah. you broke your uh, like my wrist. You broke your wrist once. Yeah. It took
0: months. Like fair yeah, enough. I was, months it was, to heal. Six to nine months. Still not in car. Still, still okay. right. Still shit.
2: <laughs> Cruz Yeah, he broke his ankle. Don't, don't worry, right. worry about it. Seven weeks later. I'm but then again, I'm Running guessing. Guess,
0: I'm guessing Tom Cruise has the highest possible like uh, healthcare surgeons and all sorts. True. Of Very true. Disposable. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go with you. I don't think I, it's a different time, is it? So. <laughs>
2: stunts in this movie included the extended foot chase as well as a helmet free motorcycle chase through Paris he actually that did that good. he actually did that which I didn't realise and a helicopter chase in which Cruise does most of the piloting again he, a- again he actually did it but the biggest stunt in this movie in terms of the amount of preparation was uh, a high altitude low opening or halo jump mm-hmm. uh, which, which featured Cruise a jump he made from 25,000 feet <laughs> up in the air uh, hitting travelling speeds of 265 to 320 uh, kilometres per hour, uh, it was the last sequence filmed for the movie. That was a surprise. I wonder, I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, crews trained for an entire year to film the stunt. Now, with with, with these stunts, now i I find myself in a weird place where that that stunt was so ludicrous that I didn't believe it. Yeah. Even though. I know because I've read it yeah. and people have told me it is him he is doing it but it's so ludicrous I don't believe I don't believe it do you know what I mean yeah. it's like it looks like it's CGI because you think well why why would yeah. anyone do that that's stupid you might as well do it through CGI I, I feel like he's now reached a point where the stunts even though he does them himself they're so ludicrous I don't I don't believe them which is, which is weird I know he's doing them yeah. but I'm like
0: no I don't know I I refuse it my brain refuses it this is why I say the Oscars should have an award Mm. for like the most effort put in a film Mm. because Tom Cruise Mm. 71 he risks his life he put far more effort into his team than anyone else in Hollywood
2: give him an award except maybe Keanu Reeves except maybe Keanu Reeves Mm. he trains hard for John Wick yeah but I mean what is next after that? Does, does, does Tom Cruise jump from space into Earth's orbit like that <laughs> astronaut dude? Yeah. Where, where, oh, oh my where God. does you, it end?
0: You've said it now, that's gonna happen now. I, that would be good. That'd it? be incredible. I, I, I bet he will. will. Do you know what I mean? Do you know yeah. that video I mean? Where the guy Felix jumps from space? Gartman. He's gonna do that. Baumgartner, he's yeah. gonna do a Baumgartner. He's gonna do a Baumgartner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I have to say, as much as I love James Bond, and when Fallout came out, lots of yeah. people were like, "Richard impossible. Impossible's gonna kill Bond, get rid of Bond. No, shut up. Yeah. Suck it up, Bond's yeah. Bond's sticking around. Yeah. I love Bond, but I have to say, Bond could learn from the most recent, most possible movies. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. There's gadgets. There's spectacle. They have substantial and interesting female characters. And what Bond should do? Take a leaf out of this book. Do a team yes. movie.
0: You again? This Fast and Furious. <laughs> People like a team. They yeah. the whole one guy on his own. Mm. Jason Bourne sort of thing it's mm. not as in vogue anymore no do this and Bond has kind of touched on this it touched yeah, on it a little it's, bit it's with, 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 with
2: Spectre but it's not quite follow through do a movie where you've got Bond, Q Money, Penny yeah. out from the desk back in the field they all team up yes. it'd be great now many critics have called Fallout the best instalment of the franchise yet would you agree Tom would you say it's a franchise that's got better and better as it's gone along yes good okay good well <laughs>
0: Ghost Protocol was the one for me that went up a level of this is incredible this mm-hmm. is really good mm-hmm. went down a bit at Nation, interesting but I feel like on hindsight I think this might be the best
2: well I've got here for you and for our listeners oh. uh, the Rotten Tomatoes oh. ratings for, yeah. for the six movies Yeah. Uh, so care to have a guess at what spot uh,
0: 2 Missions Impossible 2, two.
2: Yeah. it's the only Rotten entry yeah. uh, with a rating of 57% next up Three? No, Mission one? Impossible, the first oh. one. 63% fresh. Okay. Then three. Then three, Mission Impossible 3. Then five. 70%. Then, interestingly, given that I, I'll be honest, a lot of the time I get the two movies confused, can't tell them apart, Ghost Protocol oh. and Rogue Nation, both 93%. Okay. And then top, Mission Impossible Fallout, 97%. Wow. Yeah, near perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you, if you had to rank them, what's your ranking?
0: Uh... Pretty similar, to be honest. Um, I'd say, yeah, six. F- this is top to bottom. Yeah. Six, four, three. I think actually got. Yes, that right. yes. Justice for three. Three, five, two. But I'm yeah, yeah. um, still loving it. Yeah. Uh, one's my least favorite. I would which agree. Is good I would because agree. Because normally in these things, one's yeah. always the best, like Die Hard or whatever. Mm. In this instance, I say it's the worst. Mm. So I, I would agree. I would I would put one bottom. It's a
2: better film than two. Yeah, but, but it's I not enjoy as two, I enjoy two. So I go I go one at the bottom, then two, then Ghost Protocol. Oh, so no, no, Rogue no. Again. Then Rogue Nation. Okay, yeah. Then three. Yeah. Then Ghost Protocol. Yeah, so yeah. I get them confused. Yeah. Fallout. I think Fallout yeah. is the best. So I agree. I think it is the best. Yeah. One final point on the movies. The, the intention was originally to bring Jeremy Renner on as a, as a replacement mm. for Cruise. Do you think this franchise could continue without Cruise? No. And, and, if, and if they did replace Cruise, should they recast Ethan Hunt, like James Bond, or should they have a new character new like Brad? New character. Yeah. If they were to do it, yeah. but you think they shouldn't do it?
0: If Tom Cruise ever steps down, they'll just cast a new... Uh, brand new character or something else. They won't recast.
2: Interesting. So, very, very finally... Uh, Mission Impossible has had life in other media Outside yeah. of TV and film uh, There have been five official Mission Impossible games uh, The first on the NES uh, Based on the 1988 series Interestingly. And the rest spun off on the movies Across a variety of consoles, the N64 Playstation, Game Boy Color PS2, Xbox, GameCube, Game Boy Advance And on Facebook <laughs>
1: The should you choose to accept it, is to see that the dangers born of the shadows are not allowed to see the light of day. This is suicide, man. Should you or any member of your I.M. Force be captured, the Secretary will disavow all knowledge of your actions. This message
2: will self-destruct in five seconds. Mission Impossible, Operation Surma. Uh, there were also spin-off comics and books inspired by the original series, as well as a one-off comic. Published by Marvel in 1996, ah. which served as a prequel to the first film. But that is about it. Mission accomplished. Yeah. So, for more Wikipedia inspired waffle about cult <laughs> TV shows, classic movies, vintage video games, and more, you should visit our website, which is twogeeks2beers.com, where you can find all 45 of our previous episodes. We are now solidly into the realms of middle age uh, we are also on iTunes Stitcher and a variety of other podcast platforms where you can subscribe rate and review us it's quick easy and painless
0: quite the opposite of a mission impossible and uh, please give us a shout out or mm. follow us on all the social channels which is at 2geekscast on Facebook Twitter and Instagram mm.
2: you should follow us for 2G2B news <laughs> announcements and our thoughts on the latest breaking Geek news, hmm. and please do let us know if you've enjoyed any recent episodes, or if you've just discovered us and are listening back to the older episodes. We've had a few yeah. uh, shout outs recently. Always nice to see. Always nice. Uh, you can do that on social or via email, which is podcast at twogeeks dot com. Now, next time, next time, very exciting. Yeah, it's Freaky Franchises two. <laughs> yes, more than three years after our which first is episode. Fast delving into strange little known movie franchises we're doing a sequel hopefully not a disappointing sequel the only way to find out is to listen so on your own head beer (laughs) to play us out from your favourite and mine Tom Mission Impossible 2 it's Zap Mama's remix of the New Orleans Anthem Eco Eco
0: what is this? Ethan's climbing
2: alright yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: alright
2: brilliant (laughs) (laughs) so Enjoy yeah. this podcast, will self destruct in five seconds.
0: Hey, Mr. that Sister,
1: don't you laugh? I thrilled you. Sticks and stones may break your bonds, but men on looks good kill you. Oh, oh. hey, come out, way, Sucasso, can I come on this alley alley with a Sucasso?
2: So from nineteen eighty onwards, just seven years after the original series concluded. Supercups.
1: Right. Yeah. Wish I could bet.